Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Wow, education is always such a massive topic in Singapore. And, and nothing gets uh, – when, when we were thinking about celebrating National Women's Day and Women's Month this past week especially, we wanted to make sure that we got on some empowered women entrepreneurs who are making Two, two great ones here. Yeah, two great ones. Really making marks in their respective fields. Esther Voon is with us. She is the founder of Alexis. And Lily Chu is the founder of Lil But Mighty. <laughs> and uh, welcome, ladies, to the show today. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Great to have you on. Now, Esther is a Singaporean mom who designs nursing wear for breastfeeding moms, a clothing line that sets nursing wear apart from maternity wear. And Lily, uh, before becoming a mother, uh, knew that she wanted to run a small business with her husband, and they embarked on opening uh, the um, Lil But Mighty uh, learning centers around town. So, ladies, great to have you on. We celebrate, you know, International Women's Day and Month. And tell us a, a bit first, uh, let's start with you, Esther, about um, your desire to want to do something a little bit different, to reach out to a segment of the market that, that you felt hadn't really been served. Well, it actually really started with a personal need. Uh, after I had my first child and uh, being an entrepreneur, I had to go back to work, right? You know, a month after giving birth and um, being at work, I really struggled, you know, um, balancing, providing for my, you know, providing breast milk for my baby and, you know, being able to be dressed appropriately at work. So that was a real struggle um, that I felt very deeply. And so that really started, you know, um, this whole business idea about, you know, um, providing, offering, you know, clothing that are more versatile and functional for um, mothers postpartum, right? So our designs are actually a lot more, I would say, um, versatile because right now in the market, the nursing-friendly designs that you see, they are mostly maternity wear, which, you know, at that point in time, it just really didn't make any sense to me because, you know, why would you want to be in your maternity clothes after you have given birth? Mm. You know, you, you want to feel like yourself again. You want to feel empowered at work. You want to look good. You know, and yeah. that really contributes, uh, you know, a lot to, you know, your, your ability to provide for your baby in terms of milk supply as well. You know, your entire well-being, emotional well-being, mental well-being as a mom postpartum. So that was really the motivation, um, you know, serving my own need. And yeah. I also believe that there are many mothers in Singapore who, who are facing the same uh, issue because, you know, the WHO actually encouraged um, mothers to breastfeed for at least six months, but uh, the maternity leave is only four months. So yeah. you do have to spend at least two months in the office, you know, dealing with this breastfeeding journey and getting back to work. It can be really, really stressful, I would say. And I think what we want to do is really, um, you know, provide an option, a good option for these mothers when they go back to work. Yeah. Wonderful. Any initiative that helps breastfeeding mothers, fantastic. Lily, your journey's a little bit different. You originally started out as a, as a teacher with the Ministry of Education. Uh, then yeah. one day you were sitting down with your husband and <laughs> fast forward a couple of years and Little But Mighty was born. How did that journey go? What, what, what was the process? Oh, well, um, it actually began even before I sat down with him as my husband. 
So even when we're dating, we already started talking about this common vision of having a business together. Um, I guess we see that we want to be partners more than just um, together to raise a family, but as well as to, yeah, to have something more than that. So we started talking about it and um, he recognized that, you know, I have this passion for teaching. And that's why I guess he, he knew that it's not something that I want to take myself away from. And yeah, we decided that, you know, education and starting a, a tuition center that it would really be something that can make me feel fulfilled. And at the same time, also allow us to have a business together. And of course, um, when we finally did it, um, that was when I also similar to Esther, I just had my first child. Um, and, you know, it's really this, this desire to have that flexibility to spend time at home with the kids um, that really pushed us and made us feel that, yeah, it's time for us to just, you know, take the plunge and yeah, take the leap of faith actually mm. and, and go for it. And there's no turning back since that point. And, yeah. yeah. And ladies, I have to say, you know, you are generating a lot of comments on Facebook mm. Live right now for us right now. And I'll just mention a few. Uh, Ernest Chio says, uh, hi to Alexis. Um, Sky Chong, Alexis, you look great. Uh, Ramzi Muhammad, shout out to Lily. Uh, Sky Chong, shout out to Alexis. So you are, you guys obviously have a lot of fans out here on the interweb. So congratulations for that. All that hard work you've done <laughs> has paid off. But I wanted to ask you, um, Esther, or both of you actually, but we'll, we'll come back to Esther. You know, you had this idea, more flexible clothing for breastfeeding mothers, but idea to execution are two very, very different things for both of you actually. You know, it, you can have the idea. Many people have the ideas, but making it a reality, it's not mm. easy, is it? There's a lot of risks involved, both on financially and yep. time and so on. I mean, what was that like? What were the risks involved? I'm always curious to learn how your idea became business reality. Well, it definitely took a lot. I would say, um, you know, you will need a very strong system at home, support system at home. And thankfully, my parents, my in-laws, and especially my husband have been, you know, so supportive and encouraging, especially my husband. So um, as a couple, definitely we had to make some adjustments to our financial plans. We have two two kids and I have one more coming on the way this year. So, Congratulations. <laughs> you know, uh, definitely we had to redraw some plans and, um, you know, investing into a business and starting it from scratch was um, definitely nerve wracking. I think, you know, um, go, and especially going to an industry that uh, we both have no prior experience in. Mm. Right. And yeah. So, um, and also having a great team at work, you know, and yeah, I, I guess also, because of the fact that this is a business and an idea that's so close to my heart. It's just like, you know, it is what keeps me going. Yeah. Uh, ladies, uh, we're, we're speaking with Esther Voon, the founder of Alexis, uh, a, a post-maternity wear a company here in Singapore, and Lily Chu, the founder of Lil But Mighty Education Centers. Uh, lady, this past week, as you know, was International Women's Day this past Monday. And, and Lily, if I can turn to you, you know, we have seen the rise of, of really high-powered female uh, women executives here in Singapore and, and a growing number of entrepreneurs. What is it, in your opinion, that is that has changed in, let's say, maybe the last decade or so in Singapore's environment that is leading now to more women re really stepping out and, and becoming um, leaders uh, across Singapore? Mm, I would say that it is good to see that, um, I think, in the past decade, definitely uh, I think education is something that has become really um, accessible 
to everyone. And I think women themselves, um, ourselves actually, we, we see that, you know, how essential it is to really have education and to just uh, be able to know what's happening. And mm. I think there's that desire and that hunger in women all along. And I think with the fact that, you know, with uh, how social media is actually really so readily available as well, that's also that freedom and expression. And it allows, I think, women to really just build our confidence and yeah. yeah, I guess really help like um you know women to find all these various avenues to be able to build you know what the dreams that they have and you know this um yeah what they wish to really pursue. So I, I think definitely the fact that you know um we are able to really just be uh, have the access to education it really just helps uh, women to open up this market and to open up the opportunities that they have uh, ahead of them. But yeah. Lily, what your your one is interesting because. You know, you've entered, let's be honest, a very competitive market mm. in Singapore with many mm. centres already in place. So how do you find your niche in such a crowded field? You know, how do you make sure a little but mighty stands mm-hmm. out in what is already a very crowded field? Well, to be absolutely honest, I think the way we decided how our business should be and how the centre should be, we we did not really just do what we think would be popular. It really was, I mean, the whole beginning of it is really just, for me, I saw that there was another way that I wish children could be taught. Um, and of course, for our centers, we taught English specifically to um, primary one to secondary one students at this point. So it's really just me as an educator when I was reflecting and I, I, there was just different parts where I felt that, you know, hey, actually, I wish that we can teach it this way. Um, but uh, And I think the best way for me to actually bring that passion to another level would be if I am able to have my own center, yeah, to have my own curriculum. And I think somewhat that translated into a niche for us because I think, um, yeah, in, in probably the landscape, the education and the tuition landscape, I think like for my time when I was a child, it was very common to see centers where they offer all the various subjects. And that is really good for parents because logistically it makes sense. But for me, I, I realized that, you know, it's important for me to play to my strength and to do what I believe I am good at and what I see can really benefit the children. And for that purpose, you know, we decided that we'll stick to English. We will do it um, the way that we really best benefit the children. And yeah, you know, thank God that kind of created a niche for us at this point. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Great comments, Mm. Lily, from you. And women around the world uh, have, have had challenges for decades now of how to balance work and home. Uh, of course, more men are getting involved in being more hands-on parents as well, which is great. Uh, but traditionally, let's be honest, you know, the, the, the home care, is, at least when it comes to children, typically falls mostly on women, on the wives, on the mothers. Uh, but given that that's now starting to change, how, how do you, like, what is, what is the formula that you guys have seen to, to really balance those two things, the home life, uh, whether it's with kids or with spouses and and work life as well, because this is something that so many people here in Singapore still struggle with, right? The parents, both parents having to work jobs and then the kids are home and hopefully they have grandparents, but maybe they don't. Um, how, how do you guys see this balance working out uh, in the Singapore context? Esther, um, Esther. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay. Esther, we'll start with you. Yeah, Lily, I'd like to hear from you too well, as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be honest, I struggle too. I just don't create, right? Um, I think 
a lot of working mothers they continue to struggle. Uh, like I mentioned, I am very lucky to have a strong um, support system at home. I have my parents, my in-laws, you know, to to help out with the kids whenever it's needed. But um, me and my husband, we are both, you know, uh, we want to be very hands-on with the kids as well. So it is really about you know uh, planning your time, prioritizing, and. Um, as, as a mom, because I have two very young kids right now, you, you just kind of learn to um, steal time between like the naps, the feeds, mm. you know, the play time to, to work on your business. Yeah, you do sleep a little lesser or a lot lesser, actually. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. Um, trying to build a business and to raise children at the same time. It truly takes a village. Um, and I cannot take all the credit, you know, um, for whatever, you know, I have done with Alexis. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Lily? What 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 does that balance look like for you, or or what do you suggest as might be a way forward for for moms who are really struggling, maybe who don't have the support uh, from extended family? But first of all, I agree fully with um, Esther, and I wish I can give her like a virtual high five right now. Because yes, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I feel really blessed too that you know, similar to her, I have the support of my in-laws as well as my parents, and you know, it, it really makes a very big difference. But I mean, I would think that for you know, um, entrepreneurs or even young couples who have children or who are you know just struggling, even if they're not starting out in the business, I think really is uh, lots of communication. I think that's really the most important thing, you know, communication with your partner because I think the husband and the wife definitely have to work as a team. And yeah. I think in my case, um, my husband, he, he, he was able to see how, you know, the business is really important to me. And in fact, he joined me in the business, you know, um, and, and we decided they would do this together eventually. So I think as with uh, any couple, and of course, no family is the same. Everyone, their dynamics um, will be different. So the communication is really important to, to set the expectations, to see how we can work together and synergize. So I think for those families who do not actually have the support, you know, from, um, you know, other extended family members, I think definitely there's a need to have protected time as well for the children because, um, I mean, ultimately, we're talking about, you know, making sure that we have the time for our kids. And so, for instance, it could be something as simple as nighttime before, you know, the pre-bed routine, no phones allowed. So that any time that you have with the kids is really quality time. And I think it makes all the difference. Mm. I mean, compared to being, you know, just with the kids, but if you're on the phone all the time, unfortunately, that that would be somewhat different as well. So, but of course, as parents, we know we try our best. And I think the kids are aware when they see that uh, we are really just doing our best for them. And my encouragement to all parents would be that you are the best daddy and mommy that you can be to your kids. And, you know, just really believe in that and push forward. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I've got one last question. It's coming from our Facebook Live audience from uh, Stanley C. I'm going to ask it to each one of you and you can answer in two words only. All right. Two words only for this last question. So this is from Stanley. What is the one thing that women have to sacrifice, professional women, I'm guessing he means, have to sacrifice when it comes to working, balancing your your home life and your work life? One or two words only. Go ahead, uh, Esther. Can can I make it three? Personal personal and social life. (laughs) Personal and social life. Okay. Personal and social life, for sure. Lily, how about you? If I have to be really frank, sleep. (laughs) I think it's sleep. Sleep, okay. Yeah. 
Sleep. Perfect. Well, that's honest. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yep, yep. I think we uh, many of us could relate to that. Ladies, thank you so yeah. much for being with us today. Uh, great to have you on the show. Thank Esther Voon, founder of Alexis. Uh, Lily Chu, founder of Little But Mighty. And ladies, please feel free to put your uh, email or your website addresses in the chat on Facebook Live uh, so that if people want to find out more about what you're doing, uh, they can find you there. Uh, in the meantime, thanks for being with us on Money FM Weekend Mornings. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.